The following is paid programming and is operated and produced independently. The current views and opinions expressed belong solely to the operators and do not represent the views or opinions of Family Flavors, the Slide WBN Inc., its affiliates, its sister companies, or respective companies which these individuals are affiliated or have been previously affiliated. The program's participants' opinions and content are based upon information they consider reliable, but neither Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. nor its affiliates warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be considered as such. All rights to the media broadcasted on this platform belong solely to the copyright owners of said media. Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. and its affiliates do not make claims to own the media broadcasted on our network. to be in the mix with more health and wellness education and having more platforms to speak about health and wellness. Now, just for a quick update from the last show, if people didn't catch that, what made you get into this field of health and wellness and making sure that, you know, we as women, we as black women are taking care of ourselves, you know, living our best lives, all that stuff? Well, I had, al I had always been in the medical field. I, was a, I am a veteran, so when I entered into the military, I was a surgical technologist. And just cultivating about how to help people health-wise over time. 20, about 25 years of practicing that, looking at natural ways, making natural skincare products to help my son when I wasn't a doctor, and then helping other people, which cultivated into so much more for homeopathic ways to help people. And then the opportunity came for me to be a chiropractor and I accepted that challenge fully. All right, so we were just talking about the African Americans Leadership Conference. You were there, this was your first year there. What was it like, what was your experience like seeing all these young people in the city? Um, they're just out here getting this mentorship right here. So for you to be on that platform to influence these young lives, what was that like for you? It was a wild experience. I had been trying to uh, be a guest speaker since 2019 when I first got when I first moved here, but I'll say 2000, uh, uh, 2020, and just to have that opportunity was so it was so electrifying. I was in a all girls group. I had two groups, and we talked about entrepreneurship, which I think is very important. I think to really embed new ways of how our youth think and for them to understand that wealth is something that you could begin at any age. You don't have to wait till you graduate from college or you graduate from high school. You could begin doing those things now. I met a young lady who already has a business. She has an LLC. She's making skincare products like uh, myself. So I thought that was really cool. Is she local? She's local. Um, and so I thought... How amazing is that, you know, when we look at LeBron James or we look at 
um, Beyonce or we even look at Jay-Z, we look at those types of figures in the community and, and they look like they're very well established, but they started at young they started at young ages. Yeah, they so. started at eight. Jay-Z nine, may have been the oldest money, he was twenty five. Yes. Yeah. But I'm, the other two were right in their teens. Right. I mean, well, he's... Well, Beyonce started young, young. Yeah, she started young, Both young. Both of them started young, young, so yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even when you look at Jay-Z, you know, we say he started when he was 25, but he had some... Um, he had some unorthodox ways of, ways of, <laughs> of learning business early. He was an early. entrepreneur. Yeah, he was he an entrepreneur. entrepreneur, exactly. He was an entrepreneur. <laughs> that definitely he was. And so if you can get a craft, if you could get a skill like that and you can cultivate it, I said, you know, by the time you're 20, if you're, if you're 12, by the time you're 20, you'd be an expert because Malcolm Gladwell talks about 10,000 10, hours of work to show that you are an expert at something. And so I had the opportunity to present that to this, the, the two youth groups, and I created a little book for them to follow. Like, there are, there are 10 jobs that you can do. These are just suggestions, but there are so many more if you're creative and when you're creative to cre create your own space. As we like to say as African-American people, if there's not... If there's no seat at the table, I'll bring my own exactly. seat. I'll make my own table. I, I will cultivate a, a tribe to join me and me join them Absolutely. in that. So that's, that is what I had the opportunity to share, and I was very glad to do that. And I, I really would like to thank um, Chantel Bridges for giving me that opportunity in the ALYC. Oh, we, we love the African American Leadership Conference, and I told you off camera, I went when I was a young lady. Um, it was amazing. I got to see all my friends from the different school. We got to just see these figures in our community yeah. that had, you know, become successes of themselves and gave us tips of ways that we could do things. And even when you're young, you don't think those things are going to click. Those things even pop up years later where you remember these moments and you remember these things. So we definitely applaud you for even taking your time out to influence and mentor these young people out here because... Yeah. Our community ain't but so big out right, here. It's, so yeah, it's true. so amazing when people take that time out and just go back and give back, as I like to put it. So with you going to the um, the youth conference, um, what was your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway is it really does take a village. It takes a village to raise, a, to cultivate a village. Not just raise children in the village, but to cultivate a village for every person to give back every little piece every little part and to really see what community is about you know um, a village has specific jobs it has specific re responsibilities Absolutely. And, and we we only capitalize on one part of that meaning that we're like you know we have to give back to the children but if you look at a village traditionally, there's a medicine woman or a medicine man. Absolutely. There's a shaman. There is a... Um, everybody has a job. Everybody has a job. There's a foreteller. There's a, there's a, there's a uh, the elders that come together to build that and to cultivate that and to actually groom the next leaders in the village. So that, that was my takeaway as I saw the different... Um, frat brothers and sororities come together. Oh, yeah, they to, ran deep. They, they did. They <laughs> ran deep. But, but they're also establishing a tradition and a history. And that is where some of our deepest and embedded histories are for African-American people because that's a, that was a place that we could be free and we could have, um, we could have fellowship. 
Absolutely. And then um, one last thing about that. So you said you put together this book for these young people here, and you talked about, you know, jobs that they yes. could get. And just a couple of jobs. Would, would, what would you influence these young people to get or to get started in at this age? It depends on their skill level. So something as basic as babysitting. Facts. Which that is was my job. hustle when right. I was young. My mom put me in CPR in first day <laughs> classes, and so I get that. But something as complex as um, making cookies and cakes and pies, because that takes a different skill level. Skill. Um, the young lady who's making toiletry products, soaps and lotions and things like that. But T-shirt making, bow tie making, raising bees and making lemonade. I mean, there's there's so many things that's, that we could that's do. That's probably an untapped field. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very <laughs> untapped field. So there, there traditionally are three or four things that African-American people have excelled in just from the time that we have been here in the United States. Um, one is midwifery. Yeah. The other is soap making. And things like having bees because you have to imagine who's going to get that honey <laughs> all I can think of is the secret <laughs> life of the bees right but then I'm like that was three strong black women three strong <laughs> who's going to get that honey right I mean who's really going to do that who's Child. really going to get bit be, right because I'm terrified who's going to do that I am terrified right. so jobs that we that we thought I'll make labels I'll make labels exactly <laughs> <laughs> jobs that we did that we thought back then were horrible jobs that have really been a staple in our in our culture and so there's there's just so many things that kids that that children can do um as soon as they get ready when my son and I were having financial troubles and he was in the 6th grade he uh, we lived in an apartment complex and it was an inward com apartment complex but we lived with a lot of single parents a lot of single women they didn't want to take the trash out so we created a job for him no, that's a, that's a good job, actually. Yes. That's a really good job. Right, right. So $1 a bag, and you think $1 a bag, and there's 60 units, and you do this twice a week, or you do this That's a nice weekly. hustle. It's a nice hustle, right? So <laughs> I just think, and, and in this little book, I talked about how you could save. If you're a child and you have a, a guardian, you could get your own life insurance. You could start your own trust at any age. Really? At, yes. See, I have a six-year-old, so this is why I'm soaking yes. it in right now. <laughs> yes, at any age. The, if they have a side hustle, as, as we would like to call it, but they're <laughs> procuring what they would like to do in life, taking pictures, social media, posting your social media because you don't have time or you don't want to do it. There's there's so many things that children can do. That is actually a job, as I found out. It's a job. People <laughs> posting for you and editing for you is very much a very much a job. It's a real job. Exactly. I was like, oh, people really are getting paid for this. You're right. So if the the younger that they start, they're making these money. You you know, when I talk to the young, the young ladies, they're like, I'm gonna go get my nails done. I want to go get my hair done. I'm gonna go buy a dress. <laughs> I said, and then what? And how many times will you do that as you begin making more and more money? Will you save? any of it I said if you save um, if you save a hundred dollars between the ages that they are now and the time that you're 40 you'll be a millionaire that's the reality though it's a reality it is and a it's reality. a reality that we didn't get when we were growing up no. and I was like well we should kind of pass that reality on am I going to impact every young lady that was in my session no but what if I impact three wouldn't it be nice exactly. to see some millionaires at 22 years old, 25 years old, because they they took a concept that they didn't even, that wasn't embedded before, but now is. And so 
um, that's what my little book was about. Like, what do you do with your money? You know, what can you do? You can get an LLC. You can get a trust. You can get a life insurance policy for yourself. And, you know, there's there's ways that you can build a trust, and the trust pay for everything. You could pay for college, cars, houses, different things that um, they could be earning that money and putting that money in at 13, 14. Now, because we're getting tackled into this whole financial literacy yes. thing, we're going to kind of run in that for a second. So how could one get started in building that trust, especially if they were a young person? Uh, so you have to have a lawyer. Of course. <laughs> and then there's paperwork that you go down to the city, you register your entity, so you have to have EIN. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have some kind of business profile um, so that so that it's recognizable and then then there are bylaws it's, that is not my expertise health is my expertise okay, but <laughs> but that is um how you could do it so what i wanted to also cultivate was a conversation between the parent and the child Absolutely. so there are some questions in there and that would get them going like i didn't even know this how do i find out where do i go who do i you know who who's the next person that i i can contact and there's lots of um financial planners in the city that uh, that's what they do, that's what they know about. And um, and in our community, there are people, Emerald. Um, oh, shout out to Emerald, by the way. I love yeah, that. Yeah, Emerald is one of those people. She can help you build that and and become financially aware. There are things, there, there, there are ways that your children can start saving for college that's tax deductible. If you are a, if you are a business already, parents can hire their kids and get tax write-offs for that. So I just mean really being um, savvy about what we do with our money and teaching that at a young age so that we give them a head start. Absolutely. College isn't a head start. <coughs> what if, do you consider a head start? I consider a head start the uh, the ability to know what the options look like. Okay. You can go to college. I went to college because my parents told me to do that. However, I had a lot of skills. I no, I I sew. Many people don't know that, but I sew, and so okay, I was designing clothes. <laughs> I was designing clothes when I was in high school, but my parents were like, "You need to go to school. You need to get a job. You need to do all that." However, talent and skill alone can place you in places that a degree won't. Absolutely. And a work history will also give you that. So if we give our youth the knowledge about work history and becoming an expert before a certain age, then they have a platform that they've already established because they've been working on it for 10,000 hours. So like 10,000 hours should be the title of your next book. But (laughs) I like this. I like this. But I'm glad that you keep saying this because you are talking all this knowledge. So that's going to bring me right into the next point. Girl, you got a book coming out. I do have a book coming out. So talk to me about this book. I'm excited about it. <laughs> What's it going to be about? What are we going to like? Tell me about this book. My The book that I'm writing is called We Could Do Better. Okay. COVID did something to the... COVID did a lot to our understanding about health and wellness. And we have now cultivated... Uh, a community that doesn't necessarily believe what doctors tell them. What do you mean by that? I mean that people have look, people can look and see on Google, Dr. Med, um, Dr. Web, MD. They that. think that yeah, they know they what know is everything. going on. And so the, the profession of being a doctor 
gets a little degraded because people are like, oh, I have this symptom, I have that symptom. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I have been around medical doctors since I was 18 years old. And I chose this profession to be a doctor of chiropractic because it was the least invasive. I can help people least, least invasively. I don't have to give them a, a prescription of drugs. There's a lot of herbs that we can take in the earth. There's just a lot of sensibility that we can do to make ourselves well. So this book is about that sensibility. It's about how we could do better. I always challenge my patients when they come into my office, when's the last time you looked at yourself in the mirror? With clothes on and naked. And a lot of people don't like to do that. If you're washing your face, you're putting your makeup on, you're looking at your face regularly, but what about the rest of you? So what that allows a person to do is see what their body is doing, whether it be gaining weight, whether you're getting bruises, whether you have some kind of growth, or just different things that are happening to your body so that you can be able to, so that when you go to the doctor and you say something is going on, it's not a surprise to you. Oh, yeah. And so we believe in the surprise, the, the, um, the, we're very reactive because that's how we've been taught in the last 40 years, 50 years to be really reactive to care. But you should be looking at your mouth. You should be seeing how your joints feel. You know, um, I had a patient who came in and said she had uh, a cough for a whole year. I'm like, you should not have a cough for a oh, whole year. Yeah. Like, what is your PCP doing? So, I mean, I live in this town and when I hear patients say, well, I can't get into my cardiologist for another three or four or five months. That's ill care. I can't get into my PCP for another six weeks. I can't get into my OBGYN for another six months. You have ongoing problems. We should be able to look at ourselves and, and really experience ourselves in a very intimate way that we begin to understand what our health looks like so so we can do better, right? It sounds like a mix of like self-awareness and self-accountability at Correct. the same time. Correct, because, because we are missing that in so many areas, but I'm only covering my one area, um, in so many areas. And mental health, right? How do you get to the point where um, you have nobody to talk to and you feel like you're suicidal, you know? And, and this year we lost Twitch. Yes. Due to um, suicide. suicide. But last year we lost uh, Miss America and she killed herself. Um, Serena and Venus had an, a niece, uh, had a nephew yeah. who killed himself. There, there were three. There were three big oh, ones yeah. um, last year. And I'm just simply saying we haven't gotten to the point where we're accountable to ourselves. And we haven't and we don't have any trusted partners that we could say, hey, girl, how you doing? Do you feel like it's harder in this day and age, though, to find? It feels like. It's, it's, it's getting harder each each generation to find a certain level of authenticity in people. Uh, well, I think that has to do with the people that you pick. That's fair. <laughs> I don't pick nobody, so I'm chilling. But yeah. Right, right. But what happens, what happens when you hit a brick wall, right? Right. And you don't have any people to pick. That that sense of self-reliance, isolation right. is detrimental. I'm hearing you. And so... I mean, I have a I have a friend. She was having small strokes, and she didn't she she didn't say anything to anybody for a real long time. I was like, "How come you tell me? 
Like, I can help you with that. And she was just like, at first, she was like, well, you're a chiropractor. I was like, no, no, no. I'm a healer. Go ahead, girl. So my prof- I went to school for this degree, but this degree does not delineate all the knowledge that I have in my brain. Because I've been studying this as long as you know me, and she's known me for at least 27 years. I think on, you know, the self-reliance thing, just speaking on my end, it's like it almost becomes a habit of not needing or not wanting to call or not any of that. So it's like it it was, you know, you can't, I'm trying to think of how to put my words together. So I don't think anybody wants to get into a full pattern of self-reliance and self-independence. It's just something that starts to happen. And just like any habit is going to continue to be habitual. Correct. But when you check yourself, <laughs> you understand? When you check yourself, I have, I have friends that I've had since I was in high school and then since before I was a parent. Those people are still my friends. They know me at my they know me at my core. They know me at my most intimate questions like well, why isn't this working and this is how I feel and it's um reliance. It's it's a relief to be able to say this is a person who understands me. How do you feel that's safe with people? How do I feel that's safe with yes. people? How do I feel like safe enough to feel like you can rely on somebody? History. <laughs> Fair enough. History. Fair enough. Like Jonathan Tungate, he's been my he's my he's my oldest friend since high school. And we'll take him for example. When I was dating my husband, my current husband, I was like, Well, what about this? And what about this? And he was like, These are red flags. He's been married for a long time. So it was nice having somebody with another set of eyes that weren't women a woman's eyes or a woman's perspective to say, Hey, these are things that you should be considering and you should be looking at, right? Mm-hmm. That's something as simple as that or something as, I've called my friend Charlene in the middle of the night. I was like, I am deathly scared of the procedure that I am having tomorrow because of a previous experience that I had. She didn't make me feel some kind of way. She was compassionate because she understood I had history. But because I had history with her and I had history, she knew how to approach me. And I think we need those we need those in place. There, here in Colorado Springs, there's a big African American community of young African Americans who are very close. Like you have the MOI, and you have oh, the, yeah. you know, um, uh, the, one body. And yeah, yeah, right. Woman Impact has an event going on tonight. Shout out to them. I had Miss Miss up here a few weeks ago. So yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and they, there's reliance in that, right? There is safety in numbers, but. Uh, what has happened over time, especially through COVID, you've taken that safety in numbers away. And now we're in isolation. And now we become dependent on ourselves. And when you do that long enough for people, then they become disjointed. So we need to figure out how to get jointed again. We do need to figure that out. Where do you think it begins? It begins with self. It begins with self-awareness. If something happens to you, what happens to your son? Are you asking for real? Yeah. Um, that's that we know, but girl. We know, but we don't know, right? But you should be a, <laughs> like we should be a hundred percent with that. When 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 I was a single parent, I was like, if anything happens to me, these two people, without a shadow yes. of a doubt, boom, uh, yes. you know. There's an order. There there's an order. But if you if you back yourself into a corner of life. 
then you don't really have that. What you have is, mm, I don't know, maybe, or I hope so, or you don't want that at any age at any stage in your life. So whether you can't, I had a lump, I, I had a lump in my breast and I was just like, I don't want to tell anybody about it. Because I was like, I don't know what that really means. Let me get through all the, and then I'll share it, right? right. Um, and if, and I didn't even want to tell my husband. I was like, <laughs> I don't even want to tell my husband, <laughs> right? But I was like, you know, I have this lump in my breast, and it has been there for a while, and it kept draining and then coming back and draining and coming back. Which it like a cyst. Which it was like a cyst, but also could be a sign of cancer. And so I was like, uh, you know, we you got, you know, we got life going on. So, you know, we become in our most vulnerable parts. Then we add a level of stress that we could share that load with somebody else because we're human. We need to be comfortable. We're souls. Yes. We're souls. Yes. And, and we're entwined in such a way that we don't really pay we, we don't we don't think like that because we we look at the things that are around us but we're souls right we're entwined we're energy we're magnetic we're all of those things and and in all of those scientific principles it makes us connected but we don't like to think that we're not which is not a truth does that make sense it makes sense and so this book is to bring awareness to self but also in in several different ways Mouth health is so important. You can determine if you have bad mouth health, if you have a cardiac problem, if you have an intestinal problem, if you have diabetes, if you have um, anemia. There's so many things that mouth care could tell you. Mm -hmm. Skin care, same thing. Joint care, you know, I had a patient, and I, and I will talk, and I do talk about this. I'll, I talk about this in my book, but I'll also talk about this in my presentation in May. You know, she thought from the time that she was 10 years old until the time that she was 32, that she had arthritis. And what was the issue? And because her mother told her and her grandmother told her. That's how it could start. That's how it could start, right? That's how it could start. And so you can go through life with, you know, feeling horrible about yourself because you have this chronic problem and your parent told you, your grandparent told you, so now you think it's hereditary, but you really don't know what it is. But you're checking yourself. One thing that I really applaud this patient on was she kept going. And we sometimes stopped going because we're like, well, this person said and this person said. And she had been to so many doctors. They thought she had Munchausen disease. They thought she was basically <laughs> oh, um, a person who's like, you know, looking for attention. But she really did have a problem. I said, this is what you have. She had um, Elder's Dan syndrome, which is a ligament problem. And it has ligament laxity. You, your ligaments are so movable in, in all your joints. So the pain she had could mock arthritis, arthritis, but it, it wasn't. wasn't. And so to be able to give somebody peace of mind about one area of their body could give them peace of mind in another area. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Girl, you're good. I'm, I'm following and so I felt like it was very important to say, hey, we need a way that we can check in. There's so many times that patients of different ages come to me and they're like, my body is doing this. And, and as I've looked at what the medical field has said, like, oh, you need to be on this medicine or you need to be on this. There's just some things that your body does when you get older. And so 
in this book, I try to put, this is what you need to be looking at when you're 20s, in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s, because that's where you begin to see the most changes. Um, in your 20s, you're not really thinking about anything. You know, maybe you're out there wowing out, yeah, you no, know. I think 30s is when you start becoming aware. <laughs> yeah, 30s is when you're you start like, becoming. Oh, I am a human being. Okay, cool, <laughs> right. cool. Well, in your 20s, no, you're doing everything that you can to mess your knees up. Correct. In every way Correct. possible. <laughs> Correct, right? One, I had one guy, he came in and he was just like, um, he said, doctor, he calls me DP. Uh, um, he said, you know, I... Uh, my hip hurts. He said, I was playing basketball a few weeks ago. I fell, and, and, and now I'm having hip pain. And I'm like, first of all, why would you wait a couple weeks? Because I could have fixed it. We get right? stubborn as we get older. But it was very interesting. I, was get, I said, well, I have to do an, an exam on you because I have to see what's going on. And, um, and as I began to examine him, I was getting ready to adjust his back. I said, what is this? And he said, um, that's been here the whole time that you've been my doctor. I was like, no, 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 no. I got good hands. <laughs> no, no. What is this? He said, I have a lipoma. I said, you, this has grown since you've been my patient. And I said to him, I said, listen, did they measure this? And he was like, no, I don't think so. He, and so I said, call them and find out that they measure it because they should know the dimensions of what that looks like to make sure that it's not growing. And they hadn't. Oh, Wow. And so I said, go back to them, your PCP, mm -hmm. and say this. And he did. And he said, they uh, did an ultrasound, and it's to the point where it's operable. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, sir, the pain that you're having in your hip. Is all from that? Is, is all from, it, this is on the opposite side, so your body has to compensate in such a way. And I'm just simply saying, like, being able to be in tune with yourself, the mastery of you and what your body's doing. You know, I'm always looking to see, is this happening? Is this happening? You know, I've had my own health scares where I was like, oh, I hope this isn't like. Did you have any eye openers or eye awakeners type of scares where you, where it genuinely made you think about changing your entire lifestyle where it was like you couldn't play no more? So I'm switching over from Dr. Penn to being a human. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. Hey, girl. Welcome. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so when I, when we first, in your first season, we talked about me having fibroids. I still yes. have them. Um, but when I, I've had them for at least since I was 40, but surely be, before then, I started noticing changes in my body when I was 30, but I didn't think anything of it because people tell you. This is what I mean by checking in with yourself. Because people tell you, oh, that's normal. That happens with age. But right? you have to know you. But you have to know you. And, like, I was an avid runner. I was running half marathons, 10Ks, 5Ks. And then I, w I was an avid salsa dancer, too. Okay, and I, could, I couldn't do those things because my muscles wouldn't allow me. And I thought, this is really weird. But people say, oh, this is what happens when you age. You know, your body does this. Your body kind of betrays you. And I was like, I don't really, that doesn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. But I, once again, gone to these doctors. Nobody could tell me what was wrong. Um, and then once again, when I got in my 40s, it got worse. My cycle got really heavy. And um, going through pads and tampons and panties and I'm like good grief and it matters of hours and I'm and just like depending on who you talk to everybody's yeah. going to tell you that yeah, it's normal like, for who that's you normal. are right. yeah. so this is what I discovered common's not normal 
Girl, I like that. Hold on, put that on the shirt. <laughs> Common is not normal. There's a lot of things that African American and people of color go through, but it's not normal. So by the time they hit me with you have fibroids, the left side of my lower quadrant was burning. And I was like, mm -hmm. this isn't normal. Uh, I hope I don't have any colorectal blah, because I'm thinking now, I, now I'm like, okay, a as thing. a doctor, I was like, this is in this quadrant, this is in this quadrant, and this over here is really hard. What's really going on? See, you know? now you sounding like us WebMD patients. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, however, to me, I'm like, I have to ask the right question. Right. I mean, with the knowledge that I have, I have to ask the right question because if I don't ask the right question, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole and I don't want to do that. Absolutely. So I'm like, hmm, let's, let's, let's think about that. Um, and then I was like, okay, that makes sense. I've had this before, right? I, I was like, I've had this before, but not exactly like this. Shout out to your self-awareness, though. You know, self-awareness. Like, my body, my body works very efficiently. I go a couple of times a day. I, I go every time I eat like you should. Like, I'm like, my cycles, like clockwork. You know, my, my body works like an efficient machine. So what could this be? Absolutely. Right? That's that self-awareness that we're talking about. But here's the isolation part. Okay. My elders were like, oh, yeah, we've had our history. We've, we've had a hysterectomy. We've had our uterus removed. And it doesn't affect your sexuality. And it doesn't affect these things. Like all the things that I'm thinking in my brain. I was like, oh, my God, if I get this procedure, then blah, blah, blah. But having fibroids has affected my lifestyle, my um, my mental wellness, right? And we're going to talk about that after break, Because <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm less mobile than I've ever been. And, um, and I can't exercise like I want to. I'm out of breath. There's just a lot of things that have happened with this, um, with this being as it is. But our medical system is so horrible that there's such a backlog. There's not enough doctors to be able to help people all right in so. a timely manner i'm sorry Girl, in, in a timely manner the time matter is a big thing it, it's the timely manner that's the big thing they'll help you eventually eventually <laughs> but you can be dead right <laughs> come on now so eventually. i just felt they like get i felt like uh i felt like writing a book on um how we could do better was is very important because there's things that people don't know you know, if your body's getting these boils, your body shouldn't be doing that. What's going on with your intestines, right? It's an outward problem that's an inward problem and just different things and, and learning about what that looks like or, or what the causes of that are. There's hormonal things that happen. It shows up on the outward side, and then you're like, what is that? But we haven't really been schooled. When I was in the sixth grade, we had a health class, but health isn't it. Was very vast. yeah. Health class isn't like that anymore. If they even offer it, there's just a there's a lot of things that they're saying. Oh, we don't well, need it like that. You don't need it like that. The parents could teach the kids that, but they don't. That's where we are. All right, so we're gonna go to break soon, real quick. But real quick, as we're talking about this book, so the title of the book, one more time. We can do better. We can do better. I love that title. So also, when are you trying to have, or not trying to? When are we planning to have this book out? Uh, the late April, early May. And then is it going to be hard copy? Is it going to be on e-form? Is it both? Where are we going to be able to find this book? Hard copy 
because there are some questions that you should ask yourself. And then we're going to have it on Amazon. Okay. Which is the best place to find books ever. Going to have it on Amazon. And then, obviously, you can get it from my office, and I'll have a few locations in Denver that I, I that my book will be in. And then real quick before we go to break, where can people find and reach you at? You can reach me at 2130 Academy Circle, Sweet D behind the old new Havana Grill. Oh, yeah, we just talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I know where you at, girl. I know where you at, girl. Yes, sir. You can always uh, text me 214-799-0374. Text is better than call. (laughs) I will get back to a text faster than I get back to a call. I understand that. All right, y'all, we're going to go to break real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk about this mirror that Dr. Penn has right here. We're going to talk about this sash. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the healthcare field, a little bit about mental health. I want to dabble in that a little bit with you. So give us a few minutes. We're going to be right back. It's Tiffany, Tiffany Denny Show. We got Dr. Penn here. We're going to be right back. Hi, girl. Can I keep oh, you like a red nose, like a, like a, like a red nose. This money on me, like I'm taking from a tree. All she tryna do is get naked, naked, naked. And she gon' shake it, like a red nose, like, 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 like a red nose. And she gon' shake it, like a red nose, like a, like a, like a red nose. And she gon' shake it, like a red nose. Wow, like, 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 like a red nose. And she gon' shake it. That booty talking to me, what that shit say? Shake it for the dojo, I'm a sensei. When she wobble on my song, on replay. Almost got her a house up off Kingsway. I told her, shake it like a red nose pit bull. And I'ma keep throwing money to your bank for. Cake, 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 birthday suit. Man, I let her wanna forget your A song. Wow, okay, now let's do it my way. If she don't go crazy, then she walking on the highway. And if she don't believe me to that bitch, just try me. Bet you she be shaking from the club back to my place. Wow. This money on me, like I'm taking from a tree. All she tryna do is get naked, naked, naked. And she gon' shake it like a red nose, like, 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 like a red nose. And she gon' shake it like a red nose, like a, like a, like a red nose. And she gon' shake it like a red nose, right? Like, 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 like a red nose. And she gon' shake it like a red nose, like a, like a, like a red nose. That's all her. Time to go to work, clock in, and going up and up, I'm a locksmith, west side, tell them other people stop and I'm fly, and that's why she added to the cockpit, black money sage, wody, I'm a winner, I just play them like a game, all press enter, I'm hella raw, listen to the way I did her, I was in her and her nigga was there making dinner, uh, all this money start moving and I'ma throw it, she choosing, I got her looking, you losing, okay, black money, we take them, hit it and quit it, we shake them, and if she like me, it's Nathan, okay, Party hard, party hard when the party fouls. Couple girls in the back with some party mouths. Cable back in, then turn the party out. Shake it like a red nose, I'ma let them out. Wow. This money on me, like I'm taking from a tree. All she tryna do is get naked, naked, naked. And she gon' shake it like a red nose. Like, 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 like a red nose. And she gon' shake it like a red nose. Like a, like a, like a red nose. And she gon' shake it. 
tone when I see you. I'm grown, cooking, so let it be known we ain't equal. You're sadly mistaken if you're thinking I can't reach you. Beat you to a, to a pump if I need to. The very spot you're standing in, then is where I leave you. Seen on the scene, white tees and measles. OG status, I don't beef unless I need to. Sissy, you ain't out of line and you running out of time. Hang behind closed door when you heard I got some time. Thinking out of sight and out of mind But I'm the wrong one for you to try If you try to shine Listen to me, this is more than just a lot of rhymes I don't know what you do for your respect But I'm a die for mine Try to play me I'ma blow them off the map ASAP Ask anybody who running AG But they gonna say me ASAP We are back the Tiffany Denise Show. We are here with Dr. Lauren Penn, Miss Chiropractic of Colorado Springs. We are at Pinpoint Chiropractic. Did I get it right? That's right. I got it right. And also, did I get the double entendre last time? Pinpoint and pinpoint. Girl, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but we were talking a lot. We talked a little bit before about financial literacy, about the African American Leadership Conference, about your book, um, which is one more time. We could do better. We can do better. So, girl, I need that book, and that's just going to hang up. I just need that to just hang on my wall. We can do better. Um, but we have a lot more to get into. I do want to get a little bit more about health. But this Mara, this pretty pink Mara, is getting my attention. And I have a question as to what's going on with this pretty pink, almost <laughs> Disney-esque princess Mara we have here. Um, I started doing a series of talks with young ladies about looking at themselves in the mirror. We and Sorry. finding out what they like about themselves. I like that. So as we talk about mental wellness and mental health, I feel like we begin that as early as we can with our children. Not just our girls, but our boys too, especially our young men, because there's a lot of there's a lot of pushback on them. You know, mm -hmm. um, being too hard, being too soft. Mm -hmm. um, you're a thug. You're you're a bleep bleep bleep. Child. You gay. You use this or whatever, right? Men definitely have this um, label thing a lot harder than they they, don't, they need to. Correct. So I feel like um, just having a message of looking in the mirror and telling yourself what do you like about yourself? What do you see in there that you like? Um, because people will make fun of you. Uh, they may not like the color of your skin. They may not like the way your teeth are, your nose is too big, or your eyes are too wide, or your eyebrows are too thin, or your eyebrows are too thick. You look like Rachel Marks. You know, you got that, <laughs> you know, you have a, you know, you Rachel have a. Marks uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rachel Marks made money. And, and just whatever. And then to, to, to develop that, um, as you begin to look in this mirror and see what you like, now start talking to yourself about what attributes about you that you like. I what like, do you mean by that? I like that I'm funny. Now, most some people don't think that I'm funny, but my husband does, and my son thinks I'm funny. Right? So I think I'm funny I think too. You're funny. You know? I do think and you're funny. So not just oh, I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. Look at my eyes. Look at but 
look a little bit deeper and say, I like that I'm intelligent. I like that there's nobody that thinks like me. I like that I'm creative and I like that I'm innovative. I like that I have the ability to make money. I like the ability that I could write and just really have that become normal because it's not normal right now. I mean, we see the young ladies and they should get to a, the young, for the young ladies, they should get to a point where they're not made a fun of with their peers that they're strong enough that when somebody says something to them that it's not hurtful. My son had came home from school and he was like, Mom, they called me black. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, learning to I take the it. power out of what people say to you. Because some of it might be true. I was like, but you are black. I mean, you're darker than I am. Like, you're, you're a you're real... Still, yeah, right. You're a real chocolate drop. Are, so be, it's okay. Right. Be empowered with that. Or, or whatever, you know, we're not all going to be skinny. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to all be thick, you know, whatever. We're not all we're, made the same. We're not all made the same. And to be able to normalize that, because when we normalize that, then we could take the power out of having low self-confidence, which transforms into being a young adult who can't find their way because they're not empowered by knowing themselves, knowing their strengths and their abilities, because they haven't talked to themselves enough to say and and if you're in a environment that doesn't cultivate that you cultivate it within yourself so just really empowering uh, people adults need it too believe it or not (laughs) oh i believe it now that i'm an adult right adults (laughs) need that because if you don't have mentors or it hasn't been cultivated in you when you get in your 20s you kind of you're kind of in like this limbo of life Mm -hmm. you don't really there's so many things coming at you but the one thing that you could be secure in is knowing who you are. So I, I, I mean, I grew up, I had a mother who was a naysayer. So she would say a lot of things like, you can't do that. You can't blah, blah, blah. Why you look like that? Why are you wearing that? Why are you doing that? And I grew uh, a, a thick skin to that. And I was just like, well, you wouldn't do it. But I'm not you. Period. Period. So to be, to be able to build self-confidence. And so that's. Um, one of the one of the campaigns that I'm doing this year, I'm in this beauty pageant. I am Mrs. Rocky Mountain, All World Beauties, and my and their three pillars that they stand for are empowerment, inner beauty, and service. And I'm glad you brought that up, the Miss Rocky Mountain. So are we still in the pageant world a little bit? Still in the pageant world. This is the last pageant, and I understand why. Yay! <laughs> but um, it was a fun run, it looks like. It was a fun run. This last pageant that I did, my son is the man, Colorado's man of distinction, all world beauties. Go ahead. So we're both doing this pageant together. And just to see, just to see a young man who is gaining his confidence is so wonderful pageantry is a little weird there's there's all kinds of people who enter pageantry but to be able to find yourself in that (laughs) to be able to be secure in who you are with your brand because you're a brand you might be representing a brand but with you representing a brand you're still your own brand and so if you don't like your brand then that's a problem Right. I'm Dr. Penn. When I got DR, I became a brand. And so I was like, what do I want this brand to look like? I want it to be an intelligent brand. I want it to be relatable. I want it to be able to um, be empowered, right? I want it to have self-confidence. It's a brand that you're representing. And 
Every person is their own brand. Oprah Winfrey. You hear her name? Child. You don't have to wonder who she is. Yeah, you don't got to hear say Winfrey no more. Yeah. It's just Oprah. Yeah, it's Oprah, right? It's a brand, right? Tyra Banks, same thing that I was, I was watching. Um, I was with a friend who was watching The Color Purple for the first time. And he was like, that looks like Oprah. And I was like, dang, she even came up so much. I was like, what you mean? Right. It is Oprah, but, right, right. you know, like, so just to see, no, Oprah is a brand. It's a brand. So if you if you can start cultivating what your brand looks like, I was, a, I was already an innovative person. So I'm like, okay, so I'm innovative. I need my brand to be innovative. When people come and talk to me about problems, they talk to me about these kinds of problems, mirror problems, and I... They could be in their 60s. They could be in their 70s. It doesn't matter what age. It's something that has been missing from their life that needs to be reestablished. Because mental inadequacies show up in your body Mm. as joint pain. Mm. And that's something that is real, and people may not know that. I did not know that. Um, if you're not in good relationships with the people that you're in, that takes a toll on your body. It shows up in your joints. And after all the aligning goes through and all the myofascial work goes through, the bottom line is, what's going on at your home? Because you keep coming back, and I got good hands. <laughs> you are so silly. You are so silly. <laughs> and we've been through, you know, we've been through a series of things it's gotten better and now something's happened and now that emotional stress takes toll in your body what's going on and so we begin to dissect what that looks like I'm not a mental health um, person but every practitioner touches on mental health a, a little bit uh, I'm not I mean I'm not a licensed mental health anything but I'm asking like why not because I feel like that that isn't an angle you couldn't tackle it is angle I could tackle. It's angle I don't want to tackle. <laughs> Fair enough. Because there's enough people. There's there's enough people out there doing good work. Kadisha Dixon, she's doing good work, right? She's helping people. She's out there. She's helping families. She's helping young people. She's she's a, a light that shows shows young people and parents confidence and what confidence looks like and how to support their children and how to and how to and how to help those children. There are good people who are already doing that. There's not to me, there's not enough people to teach you about what your body does. That's fair. Um so what was the catalyst to this whole mirror thing? Because before we went to break you talked about people needing to look at their full bodies and then we're talking about now how you really have this project, this campaign going on where we're making us look at what we think is beautiful about ourselves plus our attributes. So what was the catalyst for you to understand that, like, you really need to start this mirror? Like, why why do you think, where did it start with the whole importance of the mirror? Louise Hayes wrote a book. It's called Mirror Works. It's usually uh, when I am doing my millennial program. So I have a program called the Millennial Program. Where can we find information Uh, about that at? You can... Call me. <laughs> Stop by my office. But All right, I'm going to get the information from y'all and then we'll put it out there. But it's a, um, it's a course that I developed. I okay. developed it last year when I saw those three celebrity or celebrity-related people commit suicide. And it really, it really hit my heart hard because those young people were about the age of my son. My son's going to be 28 this year. 
But at 28 years old, what is it that pushes you to the edge to make you decide that you don't want to live? It's a scary age. It's a very scary age. That 27 age. Club is that year before where, you know, we lost so many people right. who were celebrities. Jimmy Morrison, Jimmy Hendrix. Yes. Like, and, and what's Kurt her name? Cobain, yeah, Amy yeah. Winehouse. Yeah, Amy, like, yeah. So, you know, I think that close to 30 age is, is really scary when you're in that age. Correct. And so I was like... Well, I have. I want to. I, I developed this program. It's called the Millennial Program. To it's a four-part program. The first is a dive into yourself. Like, who are you and where are you at right now? Your thoughts, your demographics, what you think about yourself, your limiting beliefs, your factors, and all of those kinds of things. And then the second part is finding, uh, recognizing, what my limiting beliefs are. Because if you don't recognize what your limiting beliefs are, you'll continue believing them. That's real. Right. It's the crabs in a bucket kind of thing. That's real. Um, the frogs jumping in the hot water. You don't really know how high you can jump until, you, you know, you're put to the test to, to doing that. And I feel like uh, I feel like parenting has lacked in so many ways for that group of children because technology was on the rise. Right. It's different now. And it's different now. And so... Um, I could say, here, entertain yourself and not be a parent, as opposed to disciplining yourself. Kids cry when they don't get the phone. Right. Right. Or for him, he was very much into video games, and so that was his focal point. And all he wanted to do was do video games, but when you don't have them, then what? Right. So it's a mind-numbing device. It is, very much so. That you don't look in the mirror you don't know who you are. You have these limiting beliefs that you numb by a device, but you don't have a way to really say, hey, this is a limiting belief. I need to work on it. The third part is ways to overcome limiting beliefs. And the fourth part is building a manifesto for yourself. Where are you going? Most people, I think, just have. And we were talking about it. Uh, you were talking about um, thriving before surviving. Yeah, yeah. Thriving so, is not surviving. Surviving is I'm eating, I'm getting my bills paid. Thriving is I have excess. Right. And I'm above the marginal lines. So we want a life above the marginal lines. There's ways that we do it. We become very self-aware. We look in the mirror and we say, this is what needs to happen. This is what I need to accomplish. This is that I am a strong being. I am successful. I am successful in ways of not just checking off the mark. You want to feel successful in your accomplishments, that you're on the success of the trajectory of your pattern of where you're going in your future. And so as I begin thinking about that, because it's been, it's been about a year, it's been about a year maybe, um, two years where I just started seeing some patterns and patterns are what I'm really good at, which is how <laughs> I could figure out what's wrong with the person. Right. Um, and I was just like, we have, we, we have this pattern here where these people are, they, they don't have a sense of foresight. Like they're living day to day. That's that survival, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah, if you're living common. day, yeah, if you're living day to day, you certainly don't feel like you can thrive at all. So, what are those limiting beliefs that make that happen? How can we reverse those limiting beliefs? 
not isolating yourself is not one of them. <laughs> a lot of people who are by themselves, but you could be in a room full of people. Um, Robert Williams, he knew a lot of people. He was in a room full. He was in mm -hmm. room fulls of people, and he still, Not at a alone. later age, felt alone, right? And so, how do we challenge that? How do we begin rebuilding the village? Because once you, if you have limiting beliefs, that means you don't feel like you have a part in the village. That's a problem. That's a good way to put it. Right? But if you have a part in the village, you probably don't have limiting factors. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. You have room to grow, which is different than a limiting factor. Does that make sense? It makes sense, girl. Right. And so I'm so I was just like, well, I really You just be giving me new angles to look <laughs> at things. That's it. I'm like, dang, I never thought about it like that. So I want people, I want the I, because that's the next generation, right? If you're confused, your days, you're uh, I'm not judging anybody, so don't take this next statement as a judgment. If you're drinking and you're smoking and you haven't figured out where you fit in the village, that ought to be something that you're working towards. That's real. And so if you're numbing yourself with video games or you're numbing yourself with things that don't feed you, that or feed you or profit your life, then that's that's the area that is a disconnect. And we need to figure out how to put you back into the village. Girl, I love it when you're on my show. Thank you. I love talking to you so much. Um, I did want to get a question in, um, or another one before we start to get you out of here. So we tackled a little bit about mental health, and this is kind of more of a black question. Mental health in the black community is, the, the conversation, should I say, of mental health in the black community, I feel like this might be genuinely these last 10 years, the first time where it's even been allowed to be a conversation. Um, what do you think? I think that we've... I think that we have focused so much on the negative aspects of mental health. Because I grew up in a just, you need to go to God, you know, go, go pray away, go to church type of energy. Like. Right. Th that's one type of energy. But once again, <coughs> if you look at, if you look at what it was like to be in a sorority. Right. Or you look at what it was to be an Eastern star or to be a Shriner or to be um, in a frat, uh, there's cultivation there right and we've we haven't really capitalized on what that cultivation looks like because we focus so much on um it's you know we grew up and some of it is just urban legend right we're just going off of what somebody else said and somebody else said it but it's not true but you've made it a truth so you have to kill the urban legend and you have to decide how you want to be free now, that's very hard to do because on a day-to-day -day living, you're like, I got to go to work, I got to do this, I got to pay the bills, and, and you become very indoctrinated by your, by your everyday habits. And so when you get to a point, when a person gets to a point, they're like, I'm overwhelmed, but I don't want to go talk to a practitioner. Okay, why not? What led you to the conclusion that you don't need to seek professional help for a problem. Now I have, I have had some times that I went and saw a professional help. They weren't help to me. I think um, just because in this uh, isn't something that I've dealt with. I'm very blessed to have a mother who has a degree in psychology. So she, I was very blessed to have a mother who was very much somebody who was there to talk to, but you know, um, I have siblings who didn't have that same experience. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that situation, I think, number one, it's just like old school teaches you 
in some ways that like therapists make you crazy. They they can. That's like, what I was gonna in that say. Sense, like they put you in that sense of like, oh, you're going to see therapy, so you must be crazy type of energy too. Like, but that's only one type of therapy. But there's there's several types of therapy. It's like there's several types of chiropractic care. People are like, oh, I you're gonna you're gonna crack my back. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that cracking, and it's ignorance, right? It's like okay, that's like your your everything in your body needs to be able to expel toxins and waste. That cracking right. is that. That's what it is. People don't know that because <laughs> at they, all. Because that's always urban legend stuff. What you hear, what you hear, what you hear. Exactly. Without actually going to ask a professional, sit down with them and find out. In every profession, it is like that. You know how do, how when I go see a therapist, I should be asking them what kind of therapy do you do? How does this how does this work for me? Am I going to have to keep listening to the same story over and over? I had asked one of my patients, I was like, what is your what is your escape plan from therapy? Because they keep on big, digging up dead bones and how long will you do that? And how will you get help in that? Right? And she was like, never thought about it like that. I was like, think- so you ask those questions and nobody thinks about like that. <laughs> but I want you to think about how you're going to do better, right? Of I want course. you to think about like, dang. <laughs> you know, I'm going to leave here today and start journaling and be like in my top five goals for 2023 and you and Miss Regina, and then I don't know if you know Miss MJ Mingo, but y'all three are like my sheroes in the yeah. city. So I just be like, okay, I'm trying better, Lord. I'm going to yeah. get it together. So with that, therapy doesn't have to, you don't have to go find a therapist. You can find a mentor. That's why mentors are in place. Oprah Winfrey said about Gail, having that sisterhood with Gail, Gail is like my therapist and I'm like her therapist. Mm-hmm. They, get, they get it in, where sometimes you can't get it in in that one hour. Right. You need to be able to have confidants to release a mentor to give you direction, a therapist to help you where those other people can't, but a therapeutic way that will help you get to your next level to to be in a group that people are talking about the same thing, like the millennial group. Um, we had we had a group of people who were about the same age, talking about the same things, right? Bringing knowledge. We had guest speakers come in and say, hey, what about this? Answer these. You know, you could talk to these people about this. They're going to come in. They're going to talk about that. They're going to talk about this. And and just being able to see perspective because sometimes we lack that. When we're, well, when we're in our youth, we lack perspective, but we're invincible. Or at least we used to be invincible. Now that invincibility has gone away because the technology has made us no. Dummy down. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not dissing technology. It has a place. Everything has a, a place. A pro and a con. It has a pro and a con. So I'm simply saying you got to kill the urban legends and you have to investigate for yourself. Like the young lady whose grandmother said she had arthritis when she was 10. And then her mother had the same issues. Mm, it's right. just research it for yourself. You, got, you have to research it for yourself. What's good for you? You're 100% accountable. accountable for yourself. I always say this because, you know, when people talk about Christ and and they want to give people a whole sermon, I don't do that. I basically said, you have to work out your own soul salvation. That's real. Period. And whatever else, however else you get to the other 66 books, in this one scripture, you have to work it out. Period. <laughs> and that applies across the board. What are you doing with your mental health? What are you doing with your body? What are you doing with your temple? What are you doing with your gifts? What are you doing with your talents? Girl, and, I'm like... And, and being accountable for that, you know. If you're a person... When I was a seamstress, when I was sewing, I did the... Um, I was at a church, and I did the um, 
costumes. Okay. Right? Right. Sometimes we did the backgrounds. We did the costumes. The, uh, the other day, this one guy, he called me. He was like, can you make some wings? And I was like, of course I can make some wings. So <laughs> we made some wings. And he's like, can you find this? Like, of course I can find this. Right? Because it's a gift and a talent that I have to be able to impart in other people's lives. Right? How, do, how else will you shine? That's real. So if you are at a mental block, how will you shine? Because you can't get past what is mentally keeping you. So what do you think is the way people can get out these blocks, get out these moments? Because I said sometimes I think it doesn't start that way, but habits can make it deeper and deeper and deeper. So where, where's the cap? <laughs> Fair enough. Look in that mirror. Look in the mirror. Look in the see, mirror. see what you're saying. See what you like. We, I mean, me and my husband had a very um, intense talk. I was like, I'm not where I want to be in life. Right. I'm admitting it to the to my partner I, because um, I have physical things going on that are limiting me, and those physical things affect my mental ability, right? i got to get past this, right? Just right. Be, being able to encourage myself while also having people partner with me in what I'm going through, you know, and finding a therapist. If you could find one in the city that's not booked until you get past Forever the point of <laughs> feeling like, I want to kill myself, and oh, then you're man. dead because the, the the medical system is so bad. But having those things in place, having your mentor in place, having your confidant in place, your partner in place, or or, whom, or whomever. Are you at a place where you still have a mentor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I called her the other day. I was like, today is the today's the day that I could use your shoulder. You know, and she was like, you know, I call her I call her my second mommy because when I was a young adult, um my mom is not what my mom is not very compassionate. And I needed somebody with compassion to show me how to do, how to be a, a single parent. Yeah. Because I was like, listen, I got this guy right here. I don't know what I want to do with him. I thought that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what now, you know? And just different things. And, and not just, she didn't just take me in. Her family took me in. Her husband, when he was alive, you know, he was like, stop sending my boy over there to his daddy because his daddy won't pay for him to come. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> right? Because... Because we need we we that need village. that right we need that and um, I mean I have and then I have people that I've looked at like Eartha Kitt is my girl when I look at Eartha Kitt oh, she and, was fire I love right? she was fire right she was she so was, amazing she knew how to take adversity and she knew how to and overcome it she just did it with so much pride and with her head up no she did Eartha Eartha yeah. was a one of a kind she was definitely a one of a kind entertainer Absolutely. and human yes um Michelle Moraz in in our community currently she's somebody that I I look at and I see how she's successful. She's about my age, but she does so many things. Um, she's a speaker. She's a songstress. She's a, a author. She uh, is um, an international speaker. Um, and those are things that I would like to do. You know? And so I look at her and I'm like, okay, what is she doing? <laughs> you know, okay. You know, just how she expresses herself, how she dresses. I mean, so many things, you know. Um, just recently I went to a shop and it was based on what Michelle had said. She was in New York and she, um, woke up late for this interview and she was trying to get across town and, 
I mean, you know, New York, like you're not gonna you get across town. <laughs> you don't, you're not gonna get across town. And so she was improperly dressed, and her friend, uh, they went to some kind of big name um, store, and they said, "You don't know who she is. This is who she is." Mm-hmm. And they dressed her mm-hmm. from head to toe. We're there. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh, that's so dope to be able to Just have, have that pool right, right there. To have that pool right there. And so I was in town and I was like going to a photo shoot and I was just like, oh, I crossed the store and I was like, I need something from that store because it was old fashioned. It was what we call slow fashion. Not um, slow fashion. <laughs> slow fashion is, um, is fashion that's usually made out of of natural um, materials. materials and they're classic looking and so I went in there and I was just like the lady was like you know a dress is $350 and I was like okay mm. not gonna get it today <laughs> but, and then um, I said but I want to fashion and put your I want to model one of your items and put you out there absolutely and she was like here's my skirt and so I'm just simply saying, like, there's so many things th- that mentors do. Michelle Moraz gave me the ability to be able to say, I want to do this, you know, right now, blah, blah, blase, blase. And, and she did. So I took some pictures in it and put it on Facebook, put it wherever. And, and, um, and Fox and the Shrew is, is the, is the um, store. Okay. And I was like, man, I love it. It's very... 50s, 60s kind of looking, but energy, very but, but energy, but very classic. You could wear it today. You can wear it tomorrow. You can wear it ten years from now. You could wear it that's fifty the years of from now. Being classic, exactly. And so I was like, "Wow, that's really cool," you know. And I was excited, but uh, yeah, we still need mentors. It doesn't matter what age you are. You know? I'm in my first year of having a mentor. It's definitely a weird experience because I'm a pretty closed off person. Yes. So to have like somebody there who is trying to be like. My fairy godmother of innocence is genuinely like, I'm working on it, Lord. I'm working on it. So I'm very blessed. She's a very patient, patient person with me, but she's very open-minded. And, you know, it's just beautiful to have, like I said, representation. To have somebody, you know, who, who can really understand where you're at, who can understand your journey, who can understand how you may be feeling. So... Uh, I'm getting it now. You know, I didn't get it before. I was like, a mentor didn't seem like a big deal. And people would say it over and over and over again, and it wouldn't click with me. I would be like, so you just need a guidance counselor? The thing about a mentor is it is a very unique situation. When you look at Ruth... Ruth... Uh, In the Bible? In the Bible. Naomi, right? Yeah, you look at Ruth and you look at Naomi. Ruth said, I will go wherever you go. Mm -hmm. She trusted... Uh, a thousand percent or 100 in what Naomi had to offer right but Naomi had something to offer her and she was and she was humble enough to to follow that sometimes we're so proud because we got it all together that we don't accept what somebody has when i was 23 years old when i was when i was 25 years old and i had Malik I was like, I don't know what to do with this guy. I still feel that way. So right? When he was five and six or he was eight and he was acting out, I still didn't know what to do with this guy. <laughs> right? But she, my, my um, adoptive mom was very, she was like, be patient and do this. And, and I could come over there and have a bad day. I mean, I ran through everything with her. I was like, parenting sucks. Jobs suck. 
cooking sucks. <laughs> Church sucks. It's just all, you know, I was like, and dating. I can't even be, t-, you know. And yeah. she just, and, and all of it. You, when you have the right mentor, they can soothe all those fires in your life. They won't give you the answers to them. And she, she never gave me all the answers. She was just like, well, you know, you got to see what God is going to do. But the other thing that I want to say about having a mentor is they understand where you are. I found it was very challenging for me to have a mentor because people are like, oh, you know it all. But you have to understand, I've done a lot in life. Because I didn't have mentors. I had yeah. to learn a lot on my own. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, well, you already know all the answers. You're a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know it all. I'm really suffering over here because yeah. X, Y, P, D, Q. And um, so when you to be able to find a mentor, somebody who's like, hey, I want to connect with you. I want to help you navigate through this. You know, I just want to be there for you. I see that you're, I see that you're doing things, you know. And I want you to. It, it helps. Yeah, it really does. It. I mean, H- Helena changed my life. You know. And then um, it just helps to have, I guess, kind of a cheerleader in a sense. There, somebody who's actually just rooting for you to win. Yes. It, it really genuinely helps. I didn't understand. Like I said, I just didn't understand it until this last year when I decided that I was like, okay, we're gonna open this mentorship door, and I was like, wow, like there's genuinely somebody there who's yeah. just wanting me to win. And seeing you at every aspect, like you, you could be your personality, right? People see you. People are like, oh, you got it all together. You're a personality. You're this and you're that. And you're thinking to myself, no, nope, I just checked the boxes. <laughs> it looks that way. It and, does look and that it way. And it looks that way. Yay! It looks that, it does way, look that but, way. But I just, but I just checked some boxes, and I'm still struggling in this area. So, so I think, yeah, I, and I think that takes the pressure off of some mental um, challenges that we go through because somebody's already been there, done it, wore the t-shirt, have the slogan, done it all. Right. And you're like, okay. I, and, and you value what they have accomplished in their life. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I loved about Helena is Helena loved her husband. She was a Christian. Her husband was not, he was like, you're always going down to that church. You always do all that. <laughs> but she lived a life. She lived a golly life mm-hmm. before him. And when he did pass, he understood and he accepted the Lord, right? Wow. You know, we're going through all this mayhem for the end goal, right? Absolutely. Sometimes we get tired in the middle. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm not going to lie. But I'm going to keep going because. You got to run till you finish, girl. You got you to gotta, you gotta finish your, you gotta you finish gotta finish your race. race. You got to finish your race, right? It doesn't mean you get tired. I mean, when I was running, when I did my first half marathon, I've only done one half marathon. I was like, I'm parched. I need some water, <laughs> you know. And I'm and I'm running. You got the training that still goes into that. It's yeah, not exactly. Thing. I'm running. I'm watching the people go by, and I'm like, okay, okay. But the first when I did, I did a duathlon, which is um, running and bicycling. Child, come through late. <laughs> and so I was like, running. That's why them calves was popping so hard when you had them heels on. <laughs> I was riding and then Child. I did a. We were riding the bike and nobody told me. This is so funny. Nobody told me that you. There's different kinds of bikes. Um, so I rode a mountain bike, which you're supposed to ride. You're supposed to ride a street bike, which is a faster bike. It has sleeker wheels. It's not as heavy, and and the frame of the bike is lighter. But I didn't know that. So 
I placed last. <laughs> and I was so happy because I finished the race. the race. I had never been so happy about finishing a race. And normally I'm not a last place uh, runner in a race. But you put yourself up to a new challenge. But I was like, it was sleeting. It was it was cold. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, no. Already you got me, girl. <laughs> so I'm, I'm simply saying, like, your mentor helps you do those things. And it's and that's solid. I feel like that there should be an adult mentor program, but there should be, of course, a children's like a big sister, uh, big brother uh, program uh, for mentors. Oh yes, <laughs> I do. I really believe that. I don't know. I'm with you. Because when you have your parents, and then on top of that, with it being your parents, you don't listen in the same way, unfortunately. But when you have your parents and you're young, they're telling you everything. Yeah, right. You could trust that. But when you're when your parents aren't with you every day, you're like. I had the answers right there. What am I going to do? It might be questions that you didn't want to ask your parents because that's not experience that they had. You know, my parents were my parents were entrepreneurs, but they owned property, and that's how they were entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They weren't business owners. Like, how do I deal with patients? How do I build a I business? You know, and how and and how do I do this? You know, mm -hmm. and so you need mentors who aren't going to get you for every penny that you have. A mentor. A mentor is not a coach. You're going to pay a coach. A mentor is somebody who wants to see you do well. Yes. And that's different. Very much so. Right. And so you need mentors in, in your life who who aren't, who aren't their end goal isn't to get something out of it. Their goal is to say, hey, you can do it. I'm cheering you on. All right, girl. You know I love talking to you, girl. <laughs> and I'm going to bring you back once you put the book out. And the book is called We Need to Do Better. We need to. We can do better. We can do better. We can do better. So we can do better. So that's when the book is coming out. So we're going to try to bring you back sometime April, May, girl, because I want to talk about it. Yeah. I'm going to flip through it, and we're going to have a discussion about this book, girl. Dr. Lauren Penn, you know I love having you here. You know every time you come here, you just feed me, and you are just a gem. And I just try to collect as many as I can, girl, because you are absolutely and utterly amazing and definitely the definition of the representation that we need in the city for little black girls who are coming up so thank you and just for women in general so you know i appreciate everything 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 that you say and i appreciate you for stopping in for us today thank you so much girl we're gonna come back we're gonna hit commercial real quick y'all it's the tiffany denny show we're gonna play some tunes i'm gonna give this lovely lady a hug before she leaves and we'll be back in about three songs y'all i'll be back tiffany denny on the tiffany denny show Thank you, girl. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Tell me. Oh, hey. She work at Benihana And the street around the corner Trying to pay her way through college So she can graduate with honors She down in Atlanta I think she live off East Street But, but she drive a Corolla This girl is a super freak A super freak She got a big old booty Yeah, she a cutie 36, 24, 48, beauty Hair done, nails done Yeah, she the with this chick, she get it from her mama. Oh, she get it from her mama. Hey, she get it from her mama. Oh, 
She get it from my mama. Bop those hips, those hips, them tips, them did it on her own hair. Yeah, she the sh she get it from my mama. She get it from my mama. Girl, you working with say your bad day, nigga. She like it in the morning. She like it in the evening time. She say she independent. Yeah, you know that she be on a grind. She keep her bills paid on time. That's what's up. Because she got it, she don't need mine. I just do it cause I wanna. Real talk, I really wanna. Plus she got a big on booty. Yeah, she a cutie. 36, 24, 48, beauty. Jackson bad, I'm attracted to her, or her attractive, and now we murderers, because we kill time, I knock her lights out, and she still shine, I hate to see her go, but I love to watch her leave, but I keep her running back and forth, soccer team, cold as a winter's day, hot as the summer's eve, young money thieves, steal your love and leave, I like the way you walking if you walking my way, I'm that red bull, now let's fly away, let's buy a place, with all kind of space, I let you be the judge, and, and, and I'm the case, I'm gutter gutter, I put her under, I see me with her, no Stevie Wonder, she don't even wonder, cause she know she bad, 
And I got a grocery bag Ooh, baby, I be stuck to you like glue Baby, wanna spend it all on you Baby, my room is the spot Call me Mr. Flintstone I can make your bed rock I, 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 I can make your bed He say, Nikki, don't stop, you the bestest And I just be off the top as bestest I love your sushi roll, hotter than wasabi I race for your love, shake and bake, Ricky Bobby I'm at the W, but I can't meet you in the lobby Girl, I gotta watch my bag, cause I'm not just anybody I seen him stand in line, just to get beside her I let her see the Aston, and let the rest surprise her That's when we disappear, and you need GPS to find her Oh, that was your girl, I thought I recognized her Ooh, baby, I be stuck to you like glue Baby, wanna spend it all on you Baby, my room is the spot. Call me Mr. Flintstone. I can make your bed rock. I can make your bed rock. I can make your bed rock, girl. I can make your bed rock. I can make your bed She like tanning. I like standing. She like romancing. I like rolling with friends. She said I'm caged in. I think her conscience is. She watching that oxygen. I'm watching ESPN. But when that show ends, she all on my skin. Low shans, slow emotions. Roller coaster, like back, forth, hold it. She posed like it's for posters. And I f like I'm supposed to. Take this photo if you for me. She said, don't you ever show this. I'm too loyal and too focused to be losing and be hopeless. When I spoke this, she rejoiced it Said your words give me open So I closed it Where your clothes is I'm only loving for the moment uh, She ain't got a man But she's not alone Miss Independent Yeah, she got her own Hey, gorgeous um, I mean flawless Well, that's what you are How I see it is how I call it Yeah, look at how she walk mm, She know she bad do, do your thing, baby I ain't even mad And I ain't even fast I'ma stay a while Hold your head, Chris. I'm a Ooh, baby, I be stuck to you like glue. Baby, wanna spend it all on you. Baby, my room is the spot. Call me Mr. Flintstone. I can make your bed rock. 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 I can make your bed Stone. I can make your bed rock. I can make your bed rock. I can make your bed rock. 
like a Benny Hanna. And a cheat around the corner. Trying to pay her way through college. So she can graduate with honors. She down in Atlanta. I think she live off Peachtree. But, but she drive a Corolla. This girl is a super freak. A super freak. She got a big old booty. Yeah, she a cutie. 36, 24, 48 beauty. Had done nails done. Yeah, she the Ain't nobody with this chick. She get it from her mama. Oh, she get it from her mama. She get it from her mama. Oh, she get it from her mama. Rock those hips, those hit them tips, them hit it on her own head, yeah, she the sh- She get it from her mama, oh, she get it from her mama, 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 She got it, she don't need mine okay, no. I just do it cause I wanna Real talk, I really wanna Plus she got a Big old booty, oh. yeah she a cutie oh. 36, 24, 48 beauty hey. Had done, nails done, yeah she the Ain't nobody with this chick She get it from her mama Those hips, those hit them tips, them did it on her own head, yeah, she the sh- She get it from her mama, oh, she get it from her mama, Pop those hips, get them tips, yeah. did it on the own hair, yeah, she the sh- Baby, don't you quit, but don't be acting like before Madonna came. She get it from my mama, 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 she get it from my mama. Pop those hips, get them tips, did it on the own hair, yeah, she the sh- She get it from my mama. Hey, 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 it is your girl Tiffany Denny. We are back on the Tiffany Denny Show. We just had Dr. Lauren Penn up here dropping knowledge, dropping gems, dropping jewels, because that's what she does i love love having her up here and she will be back when she releases this book because you know i can't read, wait to read it so dr lauren penn at pinpoint chiropractic we appreciate you so so much you come up here you drop knowledge about esteem you drop knowledge about financial health you drop knowledge about mental health it's overall just an amazing amazing experience every time i have you here 
So, we back on the show. You already know Tiffany Denny, Family Flavors Slide. Let's go ahead and catch up on what we got going on. We got Homeless Not Hopeless coming up on March 22nd, y'all. That is definitely our initiative with Give Back because that is something that we are trying to remedy. We are trying to remedy all of the homelessness in Colorado Springs, and eventually we're going to spread it out, but we're going to start right here in Colorado Springs. So March 22nd, 2023, we have Homeless Not Hopeless. If Sorry, if you need more information on that, you can definitely give the station a call at 719-300-7936. That's 719-300-7936. And also, we have our March, or excuse me, May 6, 2023, Macaroni Kid. You want to make sure you hit me up for more information on that. It is 10 to 3. So I will definitely keep you posted as we get more information about that. But right now, we need to make sure we see y'all here in the next, is it 10 days? 10 days exactly for homeless not hopeless out here and we're gonna have a live shoot on that one so you definitely want to come out if you have donations if you have anything to give definitely hit me up if you have any information on um anything that you want to do to be involved volunteer let me know let me know 719-300-7936 so before we get out of here you know my show is from the culture for the culture i gotta go ahead and talk about some things that happened since the last time just a couple things um, with the culture, so the big thing, I guess, the the topic that I've been hearing since like crazy is um, the Chris Rock stand up. Did y'all see it? What's y'all thoughts? Because I watched it, and I am a big Chris Rock fan. So let me start there. I'm a Chris Rock fan and a Chris Rock stand. I grew up on Chris Rock. Um, Bring the Pain is one of the best stand up specials ever. I feel like a lot of people don't like Chris Rock because his movies, because his movies are kind of like, you know. It's just Aquarius movies. <laughs> they have good concepts, though. I definitely think Down to Earth is in need of a reboot. I would love to see that movie be rebooted. But if you watch Chris Rock's stand-ups, then you know his... And maybe I'm biased. I definitely think his stand-ups are just hilarious. That's just the bottom line on that. I think they're hilarious. I think that they're attention-grabbing. I think they make you think. Him and Chappelle have a way to make you think and um, in a way to make you really observe that you may not have had. So... With Chris and Chappelle in particular, I definitely am a huge fan. Now, with that being said, I will say that out of all the Chris Rock stand-ups, this definitely has to be bottom three. And it sucks because everybody was waiting to watch it, and the stand-up itself kind of sucked. Um, you know, a lot of the conversation was whether he was being, he was targeting black women. And I mean, in a way he was, but... I don't think it was just black women. That's just Chris. If you watch his stand-ups over the years, he just targets bullshit. So he found two specific situations, which was the Meghan Markle situation. And I think he handled that situation in a very male perspective. Um, <laughs> and the Jada Pinkett Smith situation with Will and all of that. So this was finally his time addressing that with everybody, uh, his thoughts, his feelings, and everything on that. I do think that's the best part of the stand-up. If you want to be honest with you, skip the stand-up, go to YouTube, and watch that part so the part where he does address and acknowledge the whole oscar slap which coincidentally was a year ago because the oscars are not are tonight um i think that was probably the best part of the whole the whole routine um <laughs> he makes very valid points as always um and i don't think he was wrong for feeling how he feels so that's just the bottom line on that if will and jada feel slighted then stop like, I can't tell you how to feel, but I can definitely say, like, he's definitely valid in feeling how he feels. So, I love Chris Rock, but 
this stand-up, um, I love the title, by the way, which was, what, Selective Outrage, but I didn't really care for it too tough. Sure didn't. Didn't at all. Um, it just makes him seem like he's gotten to this bitter point in his life, you know? <laughs> so, that's all. <laughs> we do have the Oscars tonight. Um... I'm not really an Oscars person. One thing that Will and Jada got right was that Oscars are so white. It's ridiculous. Like, um, out of all the award shows, I think they are definitely the least diverse. I think they are definitely the the most, we're not racist, but we're racist. So I'm not a big Oscar person. I am, of course, tuned in to see if Miss Angela Bassett finally gets her Oscar. Because, child been watching her whole my own life and she done deserved an Oscar from the Jackson's American Dream to now. So <laughs> there's about six different roles where she should have got an Oscar. So <clears throat> she's nominated for an Oscar. I believe it's Best Supporting Actress for her role in Wakanda Forever, the second Black Panther movie, um, for Queen Mother, of course, because that's what she is to our community. She is Queen Mother. So um I mean she she needs to get it. She needs to get it. That's just the bottom line. And then of course it's always nice when the Oscars choose to give an award to somebody who is actually playing something positive because we already know the biases that they have on that as well. <laughs> um, but we, we send our prayers over there. Um, what else do we need to tackle today? So, what else do we have to go over? Um, now, when it comes to dating at young ages i want to know what y'all stars are when it's older partner in young ages because i'm gonna bring it into this ae share thing so <laughs> but this is my thing is that when it comes to the the age gap i just think that you should wait until somebody's 25 when we know scientifically that everything is developed and formed and they are an adult while somebody's still growing their adolescent mind still growing their body, still doesn't have a hold of themselves, you know, people under 25. I think it's weird when old people try to approach them. It definitely looks like grooming. And by old, I mean anybody who is just too old for them. <laughs> so, um, but if you've, it's, it's been all over my paparazzi, um, A.E., um, who is Amber Rose's ex-husband, is with Cher. And I know this isn't a culture talk, but it kind of is because Cher is Cher. Um, but the conversation has started to become... How come it's an applause when it's older women and younger men and it's creepy when it's younger men or older men and younger women? I think when two grown adults get together, like if I'm 45 and a 70-year-old and me get married, I think that that makes sense in a way because we're both grown. But um, when you're messing with anybody in the 20s, I think it's delicate. This is a 30-something-year-old man. She's a 70-something-year-old woman. Like, I think no matter what, if it's a man and a woman, I do what you want to do. Be grown. Um, but when you're like Leonardo DiCaprio and you're like 50 trying to push up on 19-year-olds, that's creepy. It's just creepy. Like, that's a teenager. And it makes you wonder how low somebody would go if it wasn't the law. And that was what makes it creepy. Grooming seems creepy. Trying to help somebody develop who they are before they have a chance to develop for themselves seems creepy. So that's how I feel about age gaps. But y'all let me know. Either way, we are going to get out of here soon, but real quick, just to keep y'all posted, and one more time, remind y'all of what we have going on. We have Homeless Not Hopeless, that's going to be on March 22nd, and that is going to be Phoenix's birthday. Shout out to King Phoenix, our, our fearless leader here. Um, it's his birthday, March 22nd, and he is out here for the community, which is 
definitely like our fearless leader to do. <laughs> um, so homeless, not hopeless, our initiative. If you have, if you need any information on um, how you want to donate or volunteer, please call us seven one nine three zero zero seven nine three six. Um, and then, like, we also have Macaroni Kid, free to the public, and that's going to be at the UC Health Park on May 6, 10 to 3. Make sure you hit me up or call the station for more information on that. You know, 719-300-7936. We have Macaroni Kid, free to the public, y'all, and what's better than free? Period. So, May 6, 2023, we're going to be at those. Y'all already know I'm going to keep y'all posted with everything else we got going on in Family Flavors. Y'all going to see me next Sunday for the Tiffany Denny Show. I can't wait, 5 to 7. Anyways, Family Flavor to slide. We're going to get up out of here this week. Always good, always great to have this show. And thanks again to Dr. Lauren Penn from Pinpoint Chiropractic for coming in and just dropping knowledge as always. We'll be back. See you next week. Willie D. I was in that Willie D video when I was about 14. 
looking crazy. Shout out to Pimp C. You know we used to sneak and listen to that UGK. Your sister was alright. Right. In your home, boys had it last night. Man, <laughs> home of Texas Trio. H time going down. I tell her, you see if your boy run up She sat back and cut the quarterback up Up for show. Hey, Big Mike, they better step their authority up Before they step to a soldier, son I got army guns You boys never harming young Fly whizzy, my opponent's done I'm done talking And I ain't just begun I've been running my city like Diddy, your chunk I fly by you in a foreign whip On a throttle with a model phony chick Paraphony Long and blind down to her behind Well, here we go, so hold on to my Let's go Hold on, let me hit that So go So go This is the, 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 this is the Say go DJ Cause they're my DJ Say go DJ Cause they're my DJ Say go DJ Ain't so mad at me right now Say go DJ Y'all know what I'm right now 
king Leave them outside of your door, I'm your trash man I'm steady lighting up so fast And riding in my bag, you will need a gas mask, man You snakes, stop hiding in the grass Sooner or later, I'll cut it, now the blade's in your pants You sideways, got ways like a drag While the homie here trying to get paid in advance I'm staying on my grizzly, I'm a bona fide hustler Play me or play with me, then I'm gonna find your mother Say they wanna eat, cause they ain't ate nothing But then they wanna leave when you say you out of mustard So I'ma walk into the restaurant alone Walking out, leaving behind just residue and bones In your residence with that to your dome Like, tell me where you holding the dope One in your throat, This is the color DJ. 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 DJ